Hi, this is the UX Growth Podcast, the podcast that helps people learn and grow in the UX design industry. I'm your host, Nick Mann. I'm here with another guest of season one with Adam Talk, a digital experience director of the BTB marketing agency, C-Change. Thank you for being here, Adam. Thanks for having me, Nick. Yes, tell us a bit about your background. How'd you get to the place you are today? Well, my background is, uh, it's pretty long. It's um... I've been doing web design in one way or another since 2005. Um, most of my uh, uh, professional attempts at, at getting anywhere in my career was hoping that I'd be an animator at, at Disney or Pixar, but web design kept following me around, um, uh, kept kind of rearing its ugly head as much as I didn't want to be a part of it. Um, but the, uh, the, the interest and popularity in making sure that the, the world has usable websites and um, provide them in creative ways has kind of kept drawing me back into web design. Um, it was a few years ago that, that I kind of, uh, finally made the decision that I'm going to stick with web design instead of just letting it tag along. Um, and that, that kind of came along. I was, I was down at, uh, at animal kingdom at Disney world. Um, they have a, uh, a ride there in the, in the theme of pan of avatar in their Pandora land. It's called uh, Flight of Passage. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. I have not. So Flight of Passage, it, uh, it, it's an immersive experience where they bring you uh, into this room and they let you feel what it feels like to ride on the back of a banshee from the movie Avatar. And Disney's covered like every single aspect uh, of, of this ride where it's you feel it, you can smell it. You get the wind in your hair. You can almost taste the things going on. And it's it's at that moment that I realized that the closest I'm going to get to working for Disney is providing immersive experiences through websites. Um, and and it's like I, I never went to a technical school for for art or anything, but I've got plenty of plenty of experience in the web world. Um, and, and so that was the point where I was like, all right, UX, I can actually start focusing on it, make it a priority and. and kind of uh, go off of the research that uh, thousands of people have done before me. Um, and it's now finally, it's getting really, really popular um, around the world. Uh, people are really taking notice of, of what should go into a good, good website um, and, uh, and what goes into a usable and accessible website. And that's, that's where, I, where I am now. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And now you're doing a lot of credible work and sea change. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So what does your typical work week look like? Typical work week. <clears throat> um, well, I have a, a designer that I work with. Um, she's a, she's a great designer and kind of helps me, um, helps me free up my reins a bit so I can keep exploring ways to to implement uh, new experiences in our websites. Um, so we, we like to start our, our, our weeks kind of meeting to talk about what we're gonna uh, go over all week, um, what kind of things we can accomplish this week. It's kind of like a very loose uh, scrum that we throw together on Mondays just to, just to get a feel for each other and know where we can help the other one out, where we can push creative limits, things like that. So, um, so it's, it's, it's really on a, a daily basis, more than a weekly basis. It's kind of like the, we chat in the morning, see what we can figure out, what the other can help, help me, help me with. Um, uh, and then we, we kind of just push it. Um, we've been meeting a, a lot more frequently to, to try out some, some UX exercises. We, we have a number of clients that don't really 
need the detail of UX that we're both accustomed to providing. Um, and in those cases, we like to actually get on a, a, a Slack huddle and figure out um, ways that we can keep our, our skills sharp. Um, we go in Figma a lot and we, um, we kind of design side by side, um, we kind of do make up fake companies or find some fake company prompts uh, just to keep our, our, our skills really sharp uh, in that realm. So it's like we do our general semi-generic daily work, uh, get that out of the way, and then we have some fun uh, by the end of the day. Wow, that's actually uh, really cool and a really fun way of being able to practice your skill sets, uh, being able to constantly do that because, man, for all the agencies I've worked with, are mm -hmm. fortunately too small enough to be focusing so much on UX design. Just, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know, because that's uh, unfortunately like with budget and time, I think that's always going to be like the biggest issue with a lot of clients when they need things by and how much like agencies can only push out so fast. Yeah, it's unfortunate that um, kind of one of the things that, that gets cut first um, in terms of uh, a, a campaign or a project seems to be UX. It's, it's almost like the agency or the, or the client doesn't realize the importance of making sure that you have a sound basis to start from. Like you can provide some beautiful imagery, um, some really nice looking websites, but if you don't have the the reason and the research behind everything that you're doing, um, it, it's not, it's going to be a little shaky. Um, and, and so it, it is a shame that sometimes the budget gets cut and UX is the first thing to go. Um, but you know, that's, that's, I think that's, that's slowly changing. Yeah. I kind of like to use the, the analogy. It's like, they want, they want a knife, but they don't care about it being sharpened. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. So and you, you mentioned uh, Figma as one of the tools you use. I, I love Figma. It's it's uh, like probably the greatest tool set that I'm using right now. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, with the news of Adobe uh, going to be taking over it, it's kind of a little bit of concerning. I'm I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. Well, I was I was actually talking to a guy on on LinkedIn this morning about the same topic of of Figma being acquired by um, Adobe. Um, there's a lot of anger that's that's surrounding uh, the acquisition, and it's it's strange because um, Adobe's got some amazing products. I mean, like Photoshop. There's there's not really a competitor when it comes to Photoshop. Same with Illustrator, um, After Effects. They're a good chunk of their creative suite. There is no competition. Their their XD <laughs> that's not not so great. So it's like Figma can really just move in and knock XD right out of there. Um, Honestly, I'm, I'm a sketch guy still. I, I've been using sketch for the last 10 years. My hands are just hardwired to the shortcuts. Um, so my preference is, is still sketch, but my, my designer Angelica came from Figma. And so um, prototyping within Figma is just so much easier. It's a lot more robust, more, more options. So we, whenever we need to provide prototypes, we work in Figma. And since I am a little weaker in Figma. Um, that's where we, we do all our UX practice at just so I can get better. Um, but as, as for the acquisition, it's like Adobe's got a lot of money, a lot of resources. They can keep improving Figma um, the, uh, the way that they've always pushed their own native products. Um, it could go completely, completely the other direction. Um, but either way, it's like Figma is just another tool out there. Um, uh, what I do hope that that Adobe changes a little bit, um, especially when it comes to things like Sketch, 
Um, my one of my favorite things about Sketch is that their uh, development team um, is so fast to respond to any sort of bugs or inquiries mm-hmm. about something not working the way that it should. Um, and I don't think I've had one question presented to Adobe that's been answered in my entire career. And so I hope that they listen the way that Figma listens to their people, the way that Sketch listens to their to their users, to always try to improve the product and find new things that they that the internal team maybe hadn't considered in in maintenance of the product. So um, yeah. that is one thing that I hope for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the first tool I learned in the design space was Illustrator. So going mm-hmm. into Figma was very similar. I was actually really surprised just how how much like it feels like it borrowed a lot of their, their mm-hmm. aspects and tools and layouts to be able to work it so i was like wow i was i was really surprised how i was able to get everything going like under a week yeah it's it's awesome how all these programs uh, i mean making the jump from photoshop to sketch for me was was uh, i mean it was like a couple days of difficulty um but then once it was it was out of the way it's like you knew how to do everything almost intuitively um and then you have Sketch, you have Figma, you have XD, who have basically the same layout in each one. The, the hockeys might be different, but I know that Figma has kind of um, shared hockeys with, with, uh, with Sketch, um, which makes it very easy for me to get into. Um, there's, you know, there's the special things that are tucked away in certain spots that it's just necessary to have different hockeys. But, um, but it's, it's really nice that nobody's trying to differentiate their, um, their interfaces too much. It's just like, it's just like uh, in web design. It's like if you're if you're shopping for shoes on one site, you want to go to another site that has a very similar structure, so you don't have to relearn the entire process once you get there. Hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. That's really cool. Also, is there any other tools and resources that you use to help you become a better designer? Um. Do you are you saying design in general? Are you talking UX design? Um, you can do like you can do X design, but we could also say design in general. If there's like okay. a, a tool that you really love to share, um, you know, one of the things that I I try to uh, look at at least once a week, um, and I always pronounce it awards just because they put so many W's in there. I like going to a w w w a r d s dot com and seeing um, seeing all their um, kind of their nominees for top sites of the day, top sites of the week. I just mm. like to see how the, how the trends are, are moving in the, in the UX world. And half the time I get into the websites and I'm wondering why, why some of them are getting these awards. It's like, um, it's some of the sites are just so messy. Uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff going on, but it's also pushing your, your idea of what a website should be, which is, um, kind of as close to art as UX is getting these days is just pushing that envelope even further. So these could be very messy sites, but it's still uh, uh, getting a response from you. Um, like I was, I was at a uh, checking out one of the featured sites yesterday, and uh, and it was for a, a graphic designer, um, I think, and um, he had so many animated icons all over the page. There were things like scrolling at one speed and then scrolling at a different speed at a different uh, location. And all these H1s were um, H1s and H2s and H3s were basically the same size. So it was a very stressful visit for me, but it was still, it was like it was getting a response out of me, which is what I like really 
I like finding in, in web design is something that gets a response, not something that's mm-hmm. just so bland and, and something that's forgettable. So even, even the sites that I consider the worst, uh, the, the worst examples are still, you know, eliciting some sort of response. Yes, yes, I know. I, I, I visited that website uh, quite a few times, not not too often anymore at the moment. But mm-hmm. what yeah, what I do remember is just how how cutting edge they use the technology mm-hmm. are to present things that you you know, you never expect to see from any other website. Yeah. And of course, the def- <laughs> yeah, of course, like, and so a lot of times the UX part of it kind of does take a backseat, like the navigation of where am I going? What is this website about? How do mm-hmm. I move from here to this point? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel lost. Where do I go from here? I think there's yeah. a lot of those times where you kind of need to take a step back and look at the basics of what makes yeah. websites usable. Yep. And, and when you see those kind of sites, um, like you you know that the UI is there. The, the UI has gotten a lot of attention. The UX, unfortunately, has a, a number of times taken a back seat um, where it's like they, they didn't put in the, the research or the planning or they just didn't, they didn't care. It could be like they, it was a pet project. There was a certain thing in mind, a certain audience in mind, and I'm just not that audience. So um, it's, it's, it's kind of a give and take where sometimes it's very UX friendly. Sometimes it's very UI heavy. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. There's, there's always there's so many imagination, <laughs> the possibilities of what they try to do, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But there definitely is a really good question of how do they win these awards, though? How, mm-hmm. you know, who, what is the deciding factor that allows exactly. them to identify? And I think mm-hmm. the obvious is like how cutting edge it is. I think that's how it is, really. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got to be unique and fresh and. Uh, the ones that I see featured are, are interactions that I have never seen before. So it's always, you always find something new when you visit that site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. Adam, what would you say to those who want to get into UX design? Um, as I look around LinkedIn these days, um, there's a ton of people getting into UX now. Um, and I'm sure you're well aware of it. And it's, it's, it's a very crowded industry right now. Um, and, and it's also hard to stand out in UX. It's like, if, you, if, you've, uh, if you've kept with the rules of UX, the, the kept with good research, built websites uh, with a solid foundation, it's very hard to stand out because UX should be kind of an invisible thing. Um, it's like, you only notice crappy UXs, you know? Um, so that is true. Yeah, you, you only notice when something's not working. If it's if it's working well, you've done your job. Um, and so it's, it's so it's hard to stand out. Um, but what the the new people need to need to realize is that UX, even though it's it's about figuring out the behavior of the of the end user, um, they need to they need to have a sense of design, even if they don't plan on touching UI. I, I see a lot of people that have really nice, I don't know, ideas behind a, a site. Um, but it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a rough industry to just get into without much of the, much of the polish that web designers kind of used to have. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I understand that UX goes one way of figuring out the behavior. UI is going another way to figure out the skin and the makeup and the clothes and all the bells and whistles. Um, but 
but UXers need to realize that UI is still a part of UX. Um, and so not being able to design is kind of, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Um, as you scan around LinkedIn, you'll see wireframes that, uh, you know, are great. And then the designed versions are pretty much just a colored version of the wireframe. And that's not going to get you very far. Um, so really pushing your wires and your ideas into fully fleshed out mockups by again, visiting these kind of sites like awwwwwards.com um, and other inspirational sites, um, just to see how you can really get to the get to the finish line. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get what you mean about the about show, even like showing the whole process of like mm -hmm. how you get point A to point B. Exactly. It's, it's, if, when, you're, when you're looking at the what the outcome of some of these boot camps, um, which there are a ton of boot camps right now, and and so uh, when folks are posting their, what they consider their final step, um, if a recruiter is gonna see the, those final steps, they're gonna uh, wonder if they ever got, you know, past the lo-fi prototype phase that might, the designer might feel it's, it's finished, but most of the, most of the world's gonna see that you've gotten to the, you know, the colored wireframe phase. And now you still need to do a, uh, um, some mock-ups, you still need to do full prototypes. There's a, you have to do the full process. You can't just stop at a colored wireframe, you know? Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. It's like, <laughs> I know it's like doing a math equation. And then you, you found out you, you solved like half, you know, half the math equation. And they're like, well, what about the final answer though? <laughs> exactly. Like you can show your, this is one of those times where, you know, in, in school that your chemistry and math teachers are always like, you need to show your work to make sure you're not cheating. Um, this is one of those times where you can show all your work, but if there is no final product, you know, you didn't answer anything. Yeah. And how you can come to that conclusion of like, mm -hmm. what did you learn from it? Exactly. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I think like always starting out with the career is always like the hardest part just because like you, the UX field is huge, you know, like mm -hmm. there's so many different aspects of it and not every UX designer is having the exact same process either. Yeah. You know, I always wonder, like, how, how does one find will be their good expertise in UX design? Yeah, it's almost like uh, you need to explore so many facets of UX. And it's almost like every every month there's new a new branch of UX, uh, new titles that I've never heard of before. It's like you need to immerse yourself in the world of UX to figure out what works for you. Some people love designing interfaces and that's a very visual part of ux some people like doing the research some people like doing uh user testing i love uh listening to user testing i love um throwing my, my designs in front of um users to 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 find the painful feedback that i hoped i'd never get you know you always you always hope that your designs or somebody's going to interact with it and be like, this is the coolest thing I've ever touched. But most of the time it's like, I'm very confused. Where am I supposed to be clicking here? Um, but yeah, there, there's so many facets of, of UX that people should explore before deciding which route to take. It's not just the visual side of it. Um, there's, there's so much more to figuring out your, your end user's behavior. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially like, what kind of problems they may have with the, like the usability and the mm -hmm. accessibility of the website. Yeah. A lot of people don't even think about because like, Hey, we don't have these problems. Therefore we, we don't know this privilege that we have. Exactly. And, and I guess that's, that's another, a, a good point where 
you bring up accessibility and um, UX, you know, I kind of, uh, some of these boot camps, I think touch on accessibility, making sure you're aware of it. Um, they don't really point out how, how important it actually is and that pretty much every design that you're putting out there, you need to run through as many, as many accessibility tests as possible. And, and there's a, um, one thing that I, I always send, send myself and my designers to is the, is the contrast checkers. Cause it's, it's, a big thing to make sure that your text is readable on your color like it's uh, it's insane how many times you see white text on a on a lighter color because nobody has checked the accessibility of it uh, my own boss is is colorblind and um and so half the stuff that i used to submit um when i first started he'd be like i i can't is there text here i'm like yeah okay that was that was on me i should have tested that out um so yeah accessibility is, is a big part that people don't realize how much effort they should be putting into it to make sure that everyone can use the product. Yeah, well, that's actually kind of, um, pretty useful to have a colorblind boss in a way so that it is know, because that definitely can go unlooked mm -hmm. for like the longest time because of that. Yeah. Also, uh, Adam, what is the biggest lesson you have learned in your career so far? Uh, the biggest lesson is that uh, uh, UX, UX designers don't know a thing. It's like, it's like you, you can, you can have all this background knowledge. I, I've been doing this what, 17 years now, um, in one way or another. And I still think, you know, that I can put together a design that everyone's going to love. Once you ship it out there and you realize that you didn't do the proper testing, um, the end user, the, the target user doesn't care about what you put together. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like every designer in my position should go in, into a project knowing nothing, um, doing the proper research to make sure that you're catering the right way, doing the proper testing to make sure that um, that the designs that you're putting out there are are easily read by everybody is very important. Um, so so yeah, that's what I'd say is that uh, you know go to a go to a, a new project as if you know nothing about the industry, the audience. Start from scratch every time, um, and and your skills will will kind of fall into place as you work. Yeah, I can't. I also cannot stress that enough about how we uh, the best way to improve our UX design is to keep practicing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So as we're drawing close to this episode, what's the best way to reach out to you and be able to support you or give you any opportunities? Well. I appreciate that. Uh, I have my own portfolio site that I am uh, admittedly not very uh, good at keeping up is the www.adamtalk.com. Uh, or you can just find me on, on LinkedIn. I hope I'm the only Adam Talk on there. But uh, uh, if not, I'm the guy with a smiley face and blue background, I guess. Yeah, don't worry. All links to that will be found in the show notes. So anyone okay. listening could, could easily find your, your link. All right, problem. perfect. Yes, uh, absolutely. So also, Adam, any closing words you'd like our audience to know about? Um, yeah. Um, UX is a, is a great world to get into right now. It's, there's never been more resources to learn the trade through and never never been more people willing to uh, share their secrets um don't get in it for the money get in it <laughs> you know because until you have a job there is no money uh get in it in it for 
helping your clients reach their audience in the best way possible. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people can get definitely go into this industry for the wrong reasons and mm -hmm. either end up getting burnt out or exactly, you know, you, you go for the money and you're going to, it's, it's not going to turn out well, I, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, the design, all these designer jobs are all very passion oriented. Mm -hmm. And that's just the thing that we need to keep us going because there are going to be some tough times, especially, you know, when you're working as teams to work with clients, you're always trying to prove yourself. There's always things that can go wrong, you know, and yeah. it's like, a lot of times, like there's a lot of perseverance, especially like with agencies, like every agency I worked with, like there, there have never been the same day twice. Yeah. And, you know, not everyone likes that. They really want to have a safe routine that they can expect and rely on. And some, you know, that work environment can just be too hectic for them. Yeah. And another part is that with this huge, huge influx of new UXers with all these boot camps and, and Google courses, um, things like that, it's, it's like the, the new guys are now coming for the older guys' jobs. So uh, competition is fierce out there. Um, so if you like what you're doing, stick with it, you know, find a company that you're, that you're happy with and, uh, and keep helping users stay happy. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's what we're, it's what we get paid to do. Let's make sure it's, exactly. uh, we, you know, we are for the users. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Adam, for being here. Yeah. I appreciate it, Nick. Thanks so much. Yeah. Please do support our guests until then you just listened to the UX growth podcast. I'm your host, Nick Mann. Thank you for listening.